when is Pratt really getting canceled from the MCU? Doctor Strange shakes things up in the multiverse. And all the buzz surrounding Overwatch 2. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And thank you so much for joining us on the Geek Underground episode number 70. We are starting, Trash Panda. We are starting. Yeah, you never let me know that we're starting until we've already started. And then I'm like, wait a second. You should just be ready to go all the time because that's what kind of professional you are. I know. Totally professional. Oh, my gosh. It's just that that we were testing out the mics, (laughs) trying to get a noise gate. And the noise gate is the thing where if we make little noise in the background, it shouldn't pick it up on the mics. And we were doing a lot of that. Which I'm sure it does not, it, it does not work well for good <laughs> it basically polished Basically, sounded like we were recording an AMS or is it ASMR? Yeah, just too thing? much like eating while you're gaming, which is <laughs> frowned upon in just about every circle. You should mute your mic so that people don't hear you chewing, slurping, swallowing as you go. But it's really hard when you're trying to communicate and you really want to eat popcorn at the same time. That is just no, just no. It, it's just mute your mic, but communicate that's me all the time. later. Uh, crunching away at my popcorn. But Trash Panda, does it feel like spring? How are you doing today? Are you all right? Have you been geeking out about stuff? Just life in Ooh, general? Oh, I've been very much geeking out. When am I not geeking out? I, like whenever. Like never. And especially as today is the 6th of May, which means two days ago was Star Wars Day. And EMP just Ooh. royally, royally messed up their Star okay. Wars Day. So EMP, I love you. I love your clothes. We do. You're a lot. amazing. I buy a lot of your clothes. However, when you sent me on Star Wars Day that email, not only did you send it once, you sent it twice because I have two accounts. You sent me a thing that said you will get a free baby yoga pop with your purchases today of over this amount of money. Not only am I offended that you spelt it wrong, as in yoga, but secondly, because let's face it, we know his name's Grogu now. Don't call him Baby Yoda yeah, anymore. Just based on the fact that he happens to be the same race as some other character in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I mean, why? Because they all just look alike? What, what? What? No, this is ridiculous, EMP. This is not something you should be doing. And you should just get your crap together is all I have so to say about EMP, that. So EMP, I rule that you lose one million geek points for the fact that you failed well, Star on, Wars Day. On. We've got to kind of figure out your scale. So how many did they have to begin with if they just lost oh, they a million? they were high because they like, have like cool shirts. Billions? And- trillions? I mean, it just depends on then losing a million if you got trillions is, is like not we'll even a penny. 1.5. 1.5 million. Bi- so they lost two... Th- what? They lost two-thirds of their coolness points. Yeah. All right. So that's a pretty massive slide. All right. So I'm sorry, EMP. You have just lost two-thirds of your geek points based on Trash Panda's... <laughs> 
obviously scientific scale that, that tracks geekiness. Yeah, but other than that, love your clothes, you know. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to start with something that I think is is very cool. It is one of the coolest headlines I have seen in a very very long time. I just I just love finding stuff that just gets me excited. And when you see a headline like this, you just get excited. So this headline, best headline I've seen in a long time, is this is it. The UK is training paramedics to use jetpacks. That's very cool. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> in a world where we've seen the Rocketeer and Iron Man to now know that in England, we are going to have paramedics flying around on jetpacks. Did you know that James Bond, specifically Sean Connery, <coughs> actually used a real jetpack at the beginning of Thunderball? Really? He did indeed. And the only reason he's wearing a helmet is because the stunt guy said, I refuse to fly this thing without a helmet wow. because Bond wanted to wear one, fly it without. Okay. Well, the Brit British inventor, Richard Browning, he he's the one that's flying these jetpacks around the UK. And he recently broke his own land speed record, got close to 100 miles an hour in his Iron Man, in air quotes, uh, jetpack. And now the UK around their Lake District, they want to equip their paramedics in these because apparently it's so hard to get around in that national yep. park and they just want to fly places. I mean, that's so cool. That makes so much sense. Yeah, that's really cool. That is really cool. So anyways, that was just to me the best headline I have seen in a very, very long time. Jetpacks. Jetpacks. Like that. Jetpacks. I mean, they just be everywhere. We, we all should have jetpacks. I mean, that, that has to be the way the world goes. No, because we'll all end up looking at those B&M slobs on Wally if we keep flying around and not walking and doing what we need to. No, that's true. Just riding in our chairs everywhere yeah. and drinking our protein energy shakes. And that's our only form of sustenance. Yep. Okay. Like a pizza energy shake today and a like the pizza balls. Like the pizza balls from <laughs> Dr. Strange. Um, something else very cool. Uh, recently, uh, Chris Pratt, he was attacked. How could Chris Pratt get attacked? Chris Pratt is the most likable, lovable person in the world, right? Yeah. Pratt Pratt. I mean, you can't not Pratt, like Pratt Pratt. Pratt Pratt. Yeah, his Instagram handle is Pratt 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 if you don't follow Chris Pratt. I think his Twitter one is Pratt 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 Prob as well. They're probably all. You got a brand and stick with it and, and just yeah. go with that. But he was, someone basically just said, Pratt needs to go. Like, Marvel, listen up. Pratt needs to go. All based on some erroneous ideas of his beliefs and things that he is attached to and churches that he belongs to. And I, I know you saw this one as well. Yeah. Where James Gunn came out and defended Pratt. And I, I love this response. So James Gunn on Twitter came out and said this thing, Pratt will never be replaced over utterly false beliefs. For what? Because of your made up beliefs about him? For something that someone else told you about him that's not true? Chris Pratt would never be replaced as Star-Lord, but if he ever was, we would all be going with him. Yep. I love that. I love the fact that he's like, look, you know what? If Pratt goes, like all of us, we're just taking the whole Guardians crew. We're going to go to DC and make, uh, you know, protectors of the galaxy. I don't know what they would do over there, but they would do the exact same thing and be just as cool, which is why Gunn left Disney originally. Well, he yeah. was let go. And then, so, all right, I'll go make my stuff at DC and uh, brought us. Yeah. So if you don't know, Chris Pratt attends Hillsong Church which was accused yes. of having very anti-LGBTQ plus agenda, which is not true. Now, I am a full Christian. I go to church every week. I am a following devout Christian. You know what? I've got friends. I've got family. I have acquaintances who belong completely to the LGBTQ plus. And you know what? I love them. Just because I'm a Christian does not make me homophobic. 
And so you pointing your fingers and saying, well, he's a Christian, so he's obviously homophobic, is the biggest, stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. And I'm going to quote RuPaul here. If you cannot love yourself, (laughs) then how the heck are you going to love anyone else? We should all be practicing love, loving everybody. Yeah. And not judging people. Stop being judgy. Absolutely. The only thing I judge are penguins and orcas. That's because penguins are evil. Penguins are evil. Penguins are evil. And so are orcas. (laughs) Sharks? No. Oh, my goodness. Lovely creatures. Gunn even goes to blast these people a bit further. And I love this. He's like, I know the church he goes to. Do you? The answer is you don't. But you heard from someone who heard from someone who heard from someone. Uh, It's okay to believe this terrible. Anyways, and then even RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. came out. And uh, he has a whole, I'm not going to read his thing. But at the very end, because his handle is Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. He finishes it off by saying, Pratt, 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 I got your back, back, back. Uh, because again, RDJ came out and just said yeah. how amazing of a person Chris Pratt is. So I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, yes, people will believe things based on things they see online, but at least research a little bit and know that as, as Christians, you know, there are Christians out there. We're not going to say there are not Christians out there who are prejudiced, hypocritical, and hate-filled, hate-filled people. We are not saying that. We're just saying you can't tar everybody with the same brush. That's not okay. Absolutely. And, and, no, it, no. and it's the same way that Chick-fil-A got kicked out of the UK, which makes me so angry. For those in America oh. that have free access to Chick-fil-A on every corner. Chick-fil-A. Well, free access on every day but Sundays because, of course, they're close so the families can spend time with families. Uh, but we don't have that here because, again, it was boycott. Because apparently they, anyways, same kind of stuff. They got painted with the same brush. Let's not do that. Let's actually think for ourselves. I'm moving on now. Trash Panda. What is it that you are geeking out about this week? Because I know you are geeking out about a lot. We can start with movies, TV shows, or video games. Okay, Where do you so want to we'll start? We'll start with the biggest one, which okay. was last night we went and saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, this is a spoiler free review. Absolutely spoiler free. Yes. Absolutely spoiler free. The only thing I am kind of spoiling is the fact that I literally had to hush my daughter. Because they put the new trailer for Avatar 2 right at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. I didn't hear that was. I think no, that was it. Nobody movie. knew. Nobody knew that was dropping before Doctor Strange. Holy cow! So that was amazing to actually see. Now I know uh, a couple episodes back we talked about how Zoe Saldana had come and talked about that that James Cameron had cracked underwater mocap, yeah. which is something that no one had done. His company has spent hundreds of millions of his own dollars over the years in production of Avatar, right? They spent so much yeah. money and they finally got to where it looks amazing. So the trailer, you do see some of the underwater stuff, not all of it, but a, a, a good percentage of the trailer because the, it's, the movie's called Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. So it's obviously going to take place, a lot of it around or in water. And this, the CGI, the, the special effects, whatever you want to say, is just incredible. I mean, what a beautiful movie. The first one would just blew you away with how gorgeous every little tiny thing was. And this one is going to be no, no, no different. No different. Now, now Avatar 2 comes out December 16th, 2022 of this year. 
13 years of production and various delays. 13 years this movie has been in production. Yep. And I think a lot of it, though, is trying to crack the, the underwater mocap that, well, that James he Cameron, saying. he yeah. just couldn't get past that. Filming on Avatar 3 also wrapped in, this, in September. That one's due out 2024. So we'll have a two-year gap between the movies. Uh, and then Avatar 4 in 2026, Avatar 5, 2028. So we'll have an every other year kind of staggering of these mm-hmm. movies coming out. And then Ubisoft as well is releasing its Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game. And that's coming out, I think, later this year. I'm not sure there's an exact time frame on that one, but it's a massive open world. James Cameron's been working on this with them since 2017. Again, so a video game that's been in development for five years, really focusing a lot on nature, exploration, kind of discovery, but it looks really good. And and yeah, they're, they're uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Beyond so that, back it's good. to Doctor Strange. It was really interesting. I'm not going to say it's my favorite Marvel movie by far. I'd say it's probably the most action-packed. Yes. For definite. Well, I wouldn't say most action-packed. When you look at Endgame and Infinity War, those were just crazy battle scenes, Yeah, but there was scenes. basically it was non-stop in Doctor Strange. That's what I was saying. More, it wasn't more non-stop. Maybe the, it wasn't maybe the grandeur at times, but it was non-stop. I will completely say the horror aspect that was touted is completely real. And I would not suggest this for younger children. Yeah, it, at it, all. it was a bit. It was a bit beyond anything Marvel has ever done. There are some very noticeable deaths, and some of them are very graphic. There is a lot of jump scares. And at one point, a character basically looks like the girl from The Ring. If you haven't seen that movie, I don't suggest it. It's not a good movie. But I've seen enough clips and trailers from it to know exactly what the girl from The Ring looks like. So it's it's jump scares. It's grotesque sort of death. It's, it's kind of... Mm, yeah, and it's really, it's very Sam Raimi, isn't yes. it? You know, the director that gave us Evil Dead and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, it's as if you mashed those two together. That's yep. kind of what you're getting with this in a nonstop action. Now, while the overall reviews, they are positive and audience scores are high, Doctor Strange, it's not really reviewing well for an MCU movie in the overall context of, of what, let's look at Rotten Tomatoes, for example. What do you think are the top five? What, what are the top five highest Rotten Tomato reviewed Marvel movies of all time so far, of the 28? Endgame. Uh, Endgame is number two, 94%. Um, Spider-Man, the recent one. Yes, uh, 93%. Um, Infinity War. Uh, Infinity War didn't make it. The other one, Endgame, did. Right. At 94% as well. Well, you said Endgame to start with, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Endgame. Yeah. Endgame 94, No Way Home 93. Some of your favorites. Well, one of your favorites. God is the Galaxy. There's seven actually at 92%. So just outside. Volume two? Uh, Volume two is further down. 16th at 85%. Wow. But still 85% is good. Captain America, the first one. Uh, No, Captain America is actually Why are you talking about my favorites? I've literally just gone through. Thor Ragnarok. You've said that's one of your probably top three of all time at 93%. And then rounding out the top five, Black Panthers, 96. That's the highest rated one of all time. And then Iron Man, 94%. So that has three of my top five. I I have Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Thor Ragnarok as three of my top five. The only ones that fell outside of that, I would say, are probably Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, and Captain America, Winter Soldier. Again, those both 90% I'm sorry, for that. sorry, Captain America, Winter Soldier doesn't, doesn't, doesn't need to be on that list. And nor does Civil War. Yes, they Let do. Let downs. Uh, so even the, even the 12th highest rated 
movie is still 90% up, which is great on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, Doctor Strange actually finished in the bottom six overall, this, this newest one, with 77%. It's still certified fresh. I think anything over 70 is still a certified fresh movie on the Rotten Tomato scale. I mean... But just in the grand scheme of them, that, that's not great for a Marvel release. No, but the, the whole movie, if you haven't watched Marvel's What If, you, you need, need to, going to into watch it. it. Uh, a lot of scenes really felt like they were kind of almost cut out of it in a way, especially some of the ending scenes. It was like, ah, oh, this looks like actually from What If. Yeah. And the, the storyline kind of follows a little bit of that. It's, it's a very emotional movie. Very emotional movie. Without letting too much away, it's a very emotional movie. In yes. his, the way he faces his own emotions. Yeah, it, it really is this... Uh, not, not an existential struggle, but, but it's, it's a struggle of, of, of who he is, of what he wants out of life, of where he finds... He keeps getting asked, are you happy? Yeah, where he finds himself in life. And, and is he content with life regardless of, of his circumstances? And, and I think you see some people that aren't and that that's what the whole crux of this movie is based yeah, on. So the beginning, which is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything is he's attending the wedding of Rachel McAdams character. And that's very bittersweet for him. And she asked him originally, you know, are you happy? And as he goes through the multiverse, which we all know because it's called the multiverse of madness, he's meeting versions of himself, finding out, you know, Am I ever going to be happy? In, am I in, happy in any, in any, of, happy these in any of these universes? Am I happy? And it's him coming to terms with, you know, who he is, why he's not happy, and what he needed to say in the first place. That is definitely and one of the underlying yeah, plot points of the movie. And that of it is really well handled. It is, it's really good. And if you think the first maybe 10, 15 minutes are kind of slow, don't worry, because as soon as the end of that wedding hits... It's like, well, there's nothing bang, slow. There's nothing slow of the movie well, at all. Some people had said the beginning was slow, and I'm like, I don't think it was because compared only about to the first minutes. Doctor Strange, I mean, he's doing surgery. And so I, I, I it's know. it's very well handled. It's very different from the first. Um, the one thing we will talk about really briefly is one of the after credit scenes because a character joins him who is a very famous actress, and that's where I'm going to leave that. We should, I don't think we should delve into this on this episode. Next episode, I think we can. I think we just really? need to, I think we need to leave the after credit scenes alone because those some people really just look forward to. They, 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 it's something we should leave for, for now. Can I point out the name so they can at least go and look up the name once they've seen it? Yes, because they won't know who it is based on the name. Yes. Okay. So the name is Clear. Okay, so when you watch it, Clea is what you want to... That won't do anything for you now. Watch the movie first, and then, then you'll... But if you know Doctor Strange, you know what you, I'm you talking might. about. Well, no, because the, the... Well, yes. That relationship in the comics is very, very big. Okay. So... Um, again, though, audience scores are solid. 89% on the uh, popcorn meter. you know, the one that's the mm-hmm. audience reviews, which anything over, again, 60 on that one is, again, a fresh rating. Really good. Again, like I said, that the whole his personal journey is really, really well done. Maybe some of the way they presented the main plot point could have been done a little bit differently, but it, it was it was a fun movie. America Again, Chavez was excellent. Like she did really good, really good uh, as a newcomer into the MCU yep. world. Yep. And it was it was great seeing Patrick Stewart in there though too. I was that was so much fun to see Stewarts and, and the Illuminati. Uh, but let's move on. I, I think that's enough for. Well, he, he's in the Illuminati. I mean, that, that's just part of, you know, in the multiverse. That's been online for a while now. 
That's nothing that's new. That's nothing that spoils. It's he is a member of that, and that's why he's there. Uh, moving on, though, if we're staying in movies, I think I have. Oh, oh no, I do want to say one thing. Uh oh. Just to lay it down right now, Tom Cruise is not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there were those rumors of him coming as Whoever Iron Man. Whoever said that and put that out there, shame on you. Tom Cruise is not cool enough to be in the MCU. Although I've got to give him mad props for the fact that he actually is, and all of the actors are for the second uh, Top Gun movie are all flying those planes, actually flying those planes, doing the flight maneuvers and having to record themselves at the same time. Yeah. I get which that, is that, insane. That, that's why I've always given some kudos to Tom Cruise because I admire and respect that aspect. Again, he, he dangled off the side of like a C-17 galaxy glass plane as it took off, circled around and land. I mean, and, and the director's like, I'm going to be the director that killed Tom Cruise as he watches Tom Cruise bouncing off the side of this plane on takeoff. The guy does his stuff. It's awesome. I love that. Jackie Chan, same way. I love that about uh, about him and his approach to acting. But just, I, th- I think it's more just that the personal aspect. I've never yeah. been a big fan of of just who he. Yeah, I, I don't need to go any further. The podium complex. Yeah, that's fine. I it. don't know. But my last thing on movies that I have right now, there, there's a lot we could. But I just love this. Now we know that within the last year and a half or so. Disney finished the buyout of Fox, which is why we've brought the X-Men now into the MCU, while we will hopefully now get a a Fantastic Four movie, even though the director just fell off the project. Regardless, it's going to happen that we're going to get that. But the animation studio Blue Sky that was bought with Fox, again, Mm -hmm. Disney doesn't need Pixar and Blue Sky, so that animation studio is getting folded. Now, if you don't know much about Blue Sky, you will know the movies they made. Ice Age. Because they made the Ice Age movies. A great, I mean, amazing. What is there, seven of those things or six? I mean, there's there's a lot. No, I think there's only five. There's only five? Okay, well, there's a lot, and they're they're beloved. I mean, they came out first one 20 years ago, I think, and the last one. Yeah, two, three, five are amazing. One sucks. I, I liked one though. Still, I, I, st- never I liked still liked one. one. <laughs> but I like two through six, uh, five, six, whatever it is. But the last you, one was Collision Course. But if you've been a fan of the series, you will know that in every single one, there's always a short at the beginning or the end, or even somehow woven scrat. through the movie. There's Scrat. He's always chasing his nuts, and he never ever gets his nuts. Ever. Something always happens where he just doesn't get it. A video was just released by Blue Sky. Uh, a small group of creators came together and released one appropriately titled The End, where Scrat is able to finally get his nut. He snags it. He looks around as if something bad is going to happen. And then he gets to eat it. It was cute. It was really, that's it. He just gets his nut. So Scrat finally gets his nut. And, and as someone that, you know, you, you always feel for that guy. I mean, you see every single one, he's just losing it. And he finally got it. He got his nut. Okay, so again, that's not really a movie, but it's about a movie studio. Well, thing. before we head off movies really quickly, can we just talk about Thor Love and Thunder, the trailer? <laughs> I still don't know what to make of that movie from that trailer. I, it really, it, it just doesn't, I, I don't know what they're going for yet. Because it seems a bit hokey, even in ways. It doesn't, it doesn't, no, I don't so know. Taika. Oh my gosh, I love Taika so much. Yes, it is oh definitely gosh. Taika, especially seeing you watch all of his in the dark vampire stuff no, and the way that he does do those ad thing, which is, again, it has. It's so funny. I know. This has feel of, of stuff like that. It's very Taika. I just still don't know what they're going to do with it. it I, I'm not sure the feel of the movie. I mean, it feels just so like pop 90s is what it feels like, which I know is what he's going for. I just, I just don't know what's going to actually come across beyond the trailer. 
I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm just, super excited. It looks, it does look good. Because I, Hemsworth and Tyker together are just one of those little chemistry bubbles that you want to just go, oh, yes, lovely, and just keep poking. And I love the, the frenemy relationship of Thor and Star-Lord. That oh, they my just, gosh. <laughs> they keep just playing that, and I, and and. It's, it's the way he goes, better. you know, I have to focus on the people I love. And Thor's head just follows him across as he's trying to look around at the, <laughs> at the Guardians. <laughs> and he's got that dopey look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> love it. But no, I'm super excited. And I still, I, I'm kind of getting over to the point where the um, Jane Foster as Thor at the end of the trailer Still looks like it's Darcy. It looks like Cat Dennings. Yeah, it looks like Cat Dennings. And the more I see the trailer, the more I'm like, oh, Cat Dennings would have made such a better Thor. Oh, a snarky. Can you imagine a snarky Thor? That would have been fantastic. Come on, Marvel. You missed a treat here. You missed it. That would have been amazing. I Uh, live for the snark. A snarky Thor. That's great. That's why I like Spider-Man. He's just his mouthy. She needs something. She needs to be given powers. Give her powers. She needs powers. What could you give her? I mean... I don't know, but last night I was playing a video game and somebody said that Captain America wasn't a superhero. And it was an American. And I'm like, Wait, what? seriously, dude? How is like, Captain what? America not? Apparently, according to this person, he's not. And you know who you are if you're listening because you said it. And I can't agree with you because he is a superhero, but I don't know. Okay. So Thor Love and Thunder, do we have a release date on that one? Is that this summer? Yeah. Like July-ish? I think it's before then, but... June-ish? We should really know. We we really should. Well, you should have... You, you're talking about this. You should have I your prep all sorry. sorted in front of you so that we can just say, yes, on this date, Thor 11 Thunder is coming. And I'm still waiting on Hemsworth, by the way. That's really hacking me off. That's the only reason I don't have my Captain America shield back. 8th of July. 8th of July. So I was right. said so July. Yes. As those listeners of the show know that I received for my 40th birthday uh, a screen replica Captain America Legends metal shield, beautiful looking shield, and I've slowly added some signatures. My goal was to get the original Avengers on it, and when a signing for Chris Evans came up in America, I wanted his just right in the middle, right in the middle of the star. And it actually wasn't that expensive compared to some that I'd seen other than getting it to America, which is a big metal heavy shield is not cheap. Got it out there. And while it was there, uh, Hemsworth and RDJ both came up as well as being potential autograph options. And I'm like, all right, take all my money. I'll just (laughs) eat ramen for the next next six months. And so RDJ assigned it as well. Now we're just waiting on Hemsworth and we're going to have all the little sections around the star and then... Then I think the hardest one after that would probably be Scarlett Johansson. She does nothing. I mean, I, I think from what I've seen, Ruffalo and Renner do conventions occasionally. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen Renner at a convention before, yeah. so I know they do conventions, but I have never once seen Scarlett Johansson anywhere. I think she's just, she's going to be the one that's going to be really tough to track down. Yeah. Especially since we're in England and she's American and... It makes it even harder. But all the Marvel movies are filmed here, so... All the Marvel movies are here, so that, that should be fine. But will I get a chance to meet Scarlett Johansson? No, that'll never happen. We'll see. You never know. I don't ever know. So yeah, Robert. Robert's. Robert Hemsworth. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> you are on my, 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 my crap list right now because you haven't gone and signed my shield. Ah. He was supposed to have done it before Robert. And then he decided to fly around the world somewhere and go film some silly movie. I don't know. 
Go sign my shield. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. That, that, that was what the holdup was when I checked, like, in November when he was supposed to have signed my shield. Sorry. <sighs> Chris. Killing me, Chris. All right. Let's uh, shift over to, I don't know, I think TV's is what we haven't really touched much on yet. TV shows? Yeah, new trailer for Obi-Wan. And the new trailer for Game of Thrones. It's not Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, colon, House of the Dragon. Yes, yes it is Game of Thrones. I haven't got a clue what it's all about anyway, because you thought that the House of Wolves was... The Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other Stark. one you said? No, what, before the then, what? you said it was um, Daenerys. What's, that's the Dragon Rider. <laughs> I know these things, sort of. So he's seen bits of Game of Thrones. All right. So the reason, just just so you know, the reason why I didn't start watching it when it came out is because there was a lot of nudity, female nudity, and I really yeah. tried to avoid that. And because that was heavily in there, I just said, like, look, this is this is not a show I need to watch. I love that kind of stuff, which is why I ended up kind of latching onto The Last Kingdom, which didn't have all the female nudity in it. It had plenty of killing and stabbing and poking with swords. So that I liked. And it just was, yeah. And if there was a scene, usually they, they didn't show usually what was happening. As far as I can remember in The Last Kingdom, they didn't show female nudity, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Game of Thrones left much to But La- Last Kingdom, Last Kingdom did all. a better job. And if, if you like that kind Ever. of stuff, guys, you, you, would have li- you would like The Last Kingdom if you haven't seen it yet. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. My hairstyle is, is, is uh, after, after you. <laughs> I'm going for it. Um, sorry, yeah, go. Game of Thrones and Obi-Wan. You yeah, have so stuff. the Game of Thrones trailer looks good. I mean, Matt Smith has just got those haunting looks that just make him work. I don't know. It just works. And the, the throne room with the Iron Throne and then all the extra swords all the way through it is like, what on earth? Like, I, I need to see this more. I mean, hopefully we're going to see how the Iron Throne was forged. That would be really cool. I mean, the series looks interesting. It really does. I'm kind of hedging my bets at the moment because they still haven't given you a lot of what the series is going to be entirely. I know it's going to be focused on the House Targaryen, but it's not really got a whole lot of content in terms of the trailers yeah it'll be one of the things that i've been seeing people talking about it online is the fact that the stakes are so much lower people already kind of know in a general terms what happens leading up to it even though they haven't seen it and there will be stuff that's new the stakes feel lower so how are they going to approach something when the stakes and and i think it's the same thing the mcu has to deal with when they go from uh infinity war and endgame to a spider-man movie right but and and if it's done well you can do it well but you could say the same thing about the new lord of the Rings series in the fact that they're following content about sauron and the forging of the the rings of power we already know that story we know how it ends we know what happens we know sauron's defeated so you could say the same thing about that but what they've released in the trailer looks so ridiculously amazing that I'm like, I don't care. Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one, they're just not giving me the wow factor. It's very dark. It's very scenes that we've already seen because it's showing us the Iron Throne. Yeah, there's all the other swords that have been melted beside the throne and everything else, which is cool. But you're not really showing me a whole lot of anything. And as much as I can kind of pinpoint the story from the context of Game of Thrones in its entirety... I'm like, the last thing you threw at me that was Game of Thrones was a very disappointing last season where you didn't give me any payoff at all. 
and that sucked. So I'm really not putting my hopes up massively. Yeah. So, meh. Obi-Wan, however, looks so good. It's like the rebels of my like live action dreams coming to life in front of me. <laughs> it's amazing. And oh. so pretty. And and seeing the Inquisitors and all of those things. And you're like, huh. Yeah, vis- visually it Beautiful. looks it looks good. Uh, and again, Ewan McGregor has now just grown to this role. Yep. This is the role for him. Although I, I love this. I found this meme and I sent it to you. And it says the most unrealistic thing in Star Wars is in the spaceships or the force or the lightsabers. It's that Padme chose Anakin when Obi-Wan was right there. Yeah. <laughs> Such a better looking dude anyways. No, you the and one McGregor's. thing that I don't particularly get is that I hate absolutely hate with a capital H the fact that Hayden Christensen replaced the force projection of Vader, David Prowse in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Makes literally no sense to me because you kept Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan. He didn't. Well, I think it's more because people actually knew Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan. People didn't know David no, Prowse as the same Darth amount of time. Yeah. But it was David Prowse. But people didn't he know. He was Vader. People think James Earl so Jones. So James Earl Jones. <laughs> I'd rather you did that than Hayden freaking Christensen. I can't act. Because, <laughs> I mean, the dude can't act. He's like, I, don't, I just want to force choke him. Just don't think James Earl Jones would have worked, though. For some reason in my head. No, thinking I get that. But he's just children. so whiny. <laughs> I know. Like the entirety, I know the script was written by Lucas and we've all got to say, Lucas is a brilliant storyteller, but he can't write a script to save his backside because episode two was a mess scripturally. However, he's just so whiny and I don't understand how a confident, intelligent woman like Padme would fall in love with that whiny little poo-faced idiot. I mean, he's just annoying. Well, why did Edward fall in love with Bella? Because she was his own personal heroine. She was this whiny little... Oh, the Not world. in the book she wasn't. Well, yeah. The only person who was whiny in the books was Katniss Everdeen. That's why I'm on <laughs> team die, Katniss die. Prim should never have died. It should have been Katniss. Agreed. Have, having been through those books as well, it is it Brilliant is books, true. but Katniss winds me up. The fact that she toted those two lads along for that long, I'm like, nope, nope, don't like you, child. No, 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 no. She's great in the movies because you don't hear her thoughts. I think that's all of it is. <laughs> if she had this running narration behind her, the thing and the reason like years. Bella is so popular with women is because that's what really goes through our heads. So if you want to know, read Twilight. You hear that, because boys? That's basically what goes through most girls' heads. Boys, did you hear that? You want to know the inner workings of women? The most elusive, elusive bit of information ever in the universe. It's right there in Twilight. Because it basically resonates with most of the fans, which is a large portion of the universe, because it's actually how we feel and think about things. All right. I did not get on this show to talk about Twilight today, so I'm moving on quickly. Cobra Kai Season 5, it's coming out early. It's in September since it switched from YouTube to Netflix. They've been New Year's or so releases. This one's coming out in September, getting this one a bit early. And then Moon Knight, it is wrapped. It is done. Wednesday was the finale, and we are slackers because it's two days after Wednesday, and we haven't seen it yet. 
No, but Guardian Games dropped on Destiny, so I got a little bit. Yeah. And I just did the new raid with the, some and new friends. Yes, and, and Overwatch, so the new fun. season started and all of that. So we got distracted a little bit. Oscar Isaacs, though, shining all through oh, yeah. that series by our estimation, by every critic's estimation. He's just done such a great job with that. And one of the things I think that is making it a really neat series is its detachment from the MCU in some way. And yep. I was even reading up on some of the cast and the crew, their decisions. They were actually given by the studio two chances for crossovers with two separate characters to bring them into that world as quick as it might've been. And they decided as a cast to not, they felt that what they had could stand on its own. And it deserves to stand on its own. Yeah, it, it def- definitely does. It, it is really an amazing story, and it's been a lot of fun. I, but I've seen some. I've seen a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of people that just don't really aren't jiving with it, and and don't really feel like it's that great. And I, I just don't see that. And then I start to question: Is my taste that bad? But then I read, and, and every critic is just loving it. The reviews on it are fantastic. So it's not. It's not just. Uh, I've got to yeah. say, Marvel, thank you, because unlike DC. You actually got your historical hierarchy of the gods correct. Because <laughs> DC, no. Leave Wonder Woman no. alone. Leave Wonder Woman Just alone. No. <laughs> Heck no. Just, you need to read a book. Yes. Seriously. They, they just picked the most recognizable of the Roman and Greek gods and interchanged them however worked best so that people would know the names most. That's Boom. all they did. Boom. Which is very lazy writing, I know. It's the same as every single one goes, Hercules is the son of Zeus. No, he's not. Heracles was. Hercules was the son of the Roman version, Jupiter. Get it right. You're being pedantic. No, I'm not. Pedantic. No, it's history. It's like me saying, oh, Anne Boleyn wasn't the second wife. It was Elizabeth I was the first wife of uh, Henry VIII. No, it wasn't. It's black and white. It's not. Not quite history, more mythology, but we'll go with either of those will work. Uh, and that's, I, sh- I should have more today. No, I've got more. You have more? You, you, you're sitting there with no prep in front of me. I don't know what you've got. Okay, it's I've on your prep. notepad. <laughs> prep, I have it hey, here. Hey, you, you didn't have your dates before, okay? So I assumed you're just that going. That was the only bit I got wrong. <laughs> Shut up. All right, Trash Panda, what do you got to close out well, the no, show No, all with? I was going to talk about is A, the Guardian games. And the fact that the Warlocks are being allowed to win, even Aztec Cross is really fed up with the fact that he's like, good night to everyone except Warlocks. And I agree because basically they've made this jacked up system this year where the Hunters get no bonus for anything they do. And the Titans and the Warlocks get all the bonuses, which is just ridiculous. It has nothing to do with bonus. It's because the majority of the player base plays hunters. That was not the reason they did it. Did you even read the twab? I did. And the reason they did it is because they said that Titans came in last last year. So they'll get the biggest bump, which wasn't true because they're not. And they're still getting destroyed. Get the second biggest bump because they came in second the last two years and the hunters lost and won. So they don't no bump. That was the reason they did it. But a large portion of it as well was was to try to get 
you have the, the percentages, right? You're trying to get a proportional amount of each person is valuable for a bit more if there's less of them, right? If there's twice as many hunters as warlocks, each warlock thing counts for two instead of one just to make it even. And that's all that's happening. So warlocks are so showing their superiority. Stop doing the Guardian games and bring back the faction rallies. That'd it's as simple as that. Yes. Because then you're not having to cheat to make each of them have their little time to win. It's not cheating. It's just it warlocks so are better. Cheating. The warlocks are just showing their superiority. Oh just my get gosh. over it there, Hunter Titans main. Titans need to go and eat a sandwich, and warlocks just need to go and shove their noses in dirt. Why do Titans need to eat a sandwich? Because they're already fat. <laughs> <laughs> they're all husky. There's nothing wrong with saying all that. Right. <laughs> have you ever seen a slim Titan? Yeah, the female Titans are slender. Zarya slender. Ish. All right, just go. <laughs> read, read, read your prep. Show me what you got here. Let's, let's <laughs> the move this on. The only thing I wanted to talk about was Overwatch 2. Well, then talk and about And Overwatch it. 2 being the fact that they basically said, oh, look, we're going to release Overwatch 2. You can sign up for the beta. Oh, ha, ha. If you don't have a PC, then screw you. That's right. <laughs> You're just angry because you actually got in on the beta and then couldn't play it. Yeah, I actually got two beta. I mean... Our daughter, who has a PC, who has Overwatch, she signed up and has got no invitation. Me, I got two invitations and I have consoles. I even know I have a console. It's like, here you go. You can't use it. It was so dumb. Yeah, it was. Uh, But having had a friend uh, who we will call him Irish because I can't pronounce his name in Irish, which is his actual name on Overwatch... He has got Overwatch 2. He's been playing it and he's been talking about a lot of the character and everything, the characters and the way things are working and the fact that it's now a 5v5 instead of 6v6, the, which means you're only getting one tank in your team. So you've got two healers, two DPS and only one tank. And they've literally taken the shield away from Arisa at this point. So the only good shield tank you actually have is... Reinhardt, which is interesting. Which so Arisa has no shield now? Arisa's shield is gone. Arisa now has a javelin that she can spin and she can like deflect attacks and stuff with. She's actually apparently, a lot of people are complaining that she is so overpowered that if she is on a team, that you will lose. Wow. Because well, she's on the other team. Yeah, you will exactly. Lose. The other thing that I'm really annoyed about is a lot of people who are playing the beta are upset that they can't play comp. Do you not understand what a beta is? You're just testing stuff out. You're testing an incomplete game, which means they're just wanting you to trial test the characters and the maps and see how things are working. Of course, you're not playing competitive. These numbers are not going to transfer when you start actually buying the game of Overwatch 2, which you will have to do. And then play that on your team. Yeah, and they're stress testing their servers. They're making exactly. sure their side runs well. It, it, n- none of these stats are going to matter. And no. and people like Arisa, they might get their shield back. We, we don't know how things are going to change as, as Overwatch 2 kind of progresses and changes. But it is interesting because D.Va as a tank, her ult has been completely basically nuked. The, uh, it's so unlikely that you're actually going to get multiple kills unless you've got a really stupid other team with her ult because it is so long before it actually goes off. You've got time to about escape, hide or anything else from her ult. But now having taken away all shields apart from one. So if unless you've got a Reinhardt, 
There is no shields. So they've basically improved the meta with D.Va to the point where if you've got a D.Va on one team and anything but a Reinhardt on the other team, then D.Va's ult now is back in hand. Okay. And not only that, Doomfist is now a tank. He's had Which some... Which he needed to be a tank. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the way he crosses across maps. Insanity. I mean, he has got such a long reach now, but his damage has been reduced a little, which means he's not so overpowered because I can't stand Doomfist at the best of times. I can't play him. I don't like him. It's not my thing. Um, and they've gone and tweaked a lot of other characters, which is great. And it's really looking like, although a lot of people are not bothering to play the healers, the support is like super strong now. You need that support in place. You need good healers in place because you've only got one tank and you don't have those shields. You need good healers. And people are not playing the healers, apparently. They're just going, oh, no, I want to play the DPS. I want to play new Sojourn. I want to play the tank. They're not playing the healers. And so my recommendations, if you've not got onto the beta and you're not getting chance, learn Reinhard. If you can't play him, learn how to play him, seriously. And two, learn how to play those wonderful, wonderful healers. Because I'm a healer main and I'm okay with that. But learn how to play those healers. They're going to be so important in Overwatch 2. Okay. Very good. Uh, and last little bit is if you have not read a book called The Iron Prince. Oh my gosh. You need to read it. Uh, the second book in that series is getting released when? It hasn't got a date yet. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be early next year at this point. Uh, Trash Panda here is a backer on the project, so she was actually able to, to receive the first number of chapters Well, ahead so of time. if you would like to, and you have read Iron Prince uh, Volume 1 um, by Bryce O'Connor and the wonderful Luke Chimilenko, I've got to say, if you haven't read any of his stuff, you need to go and read the Ascend Online series, uh, the Wrath of the Titans. I mean, just so good. He's such a great writer, but he's not so well known, I've got to say. Um, but if you go on Patreon, you can both back him, which means you get a lot of really good information, but you can also back the Wraith Marked Patreon. And if you even do the lowest one, you will get the chapters. Now, they are rough, so there is no editing. There's no nothing. They're not asking you for editing. But basically, the first 12 chapters of Iron Prince 2 are on there. We've been reading them together because this book is probably the book that's got me most excited since Ready Player One came out. Yeah. To be ultimately fair. I mean, I enjoy Descend Online. I've really loved that series. It's been brilliant. But this, just Luke and, and Bryce's kind of like combination, it's just insanely good. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I want to see Luke... Uh, Luke Cameron, James Cameron going, oh, I want to make that. Yeah, oh, it'd be a, an amazing movie. I've probably listened to The Iron Prince five or six times on Audible. It <laughs> it, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, it's read by Nick Podell. Is that right? No, Nick, did he not do it? No, I think it's Luke Daniels. Luke Daniels. Okay. Regardless, re really, really good on Audible. He's a fantastic reader. Uh, how, how he presents it and brings the voices and brings the characters to life. So if you have yeah, an Audible Luke account, Daniels. Luke Daniels, if you have an Audible account, you got to listen to it. Uh, if you don't get a book, I mean, you can buy the book and read it. It's really, really good if you enjoy getting into those stories. If you would like to know more about that book, though, I will include a link in the description here. But I, I know, Trash Panny, you've got something yeah, that you wanted to so say about it. If you are a Amazon Prime subscriber you can actually get the kindle edition for zero. Oh wow so you can get it for free that would be it's yeah you would four pounds to buy on kindle otherwise which is not ridiculous and like i say i was not as excited about any any book 
as I have been since Ready Player One, because Ready Player Two was just meh. But yeah. Ready Player One was so good. And this has just been like That's how we feel amazingly good. Yeah. It's so well written. It's so well done. Even if you're not an RPG player or anything else, it doesn't have ridiculous stats and everything else that you've got to try and kind of figure out or anything else. The story's good. You really get just a real love for these characters. They're so brilliant. And um, yeah, so if you want to support them, it's Wraithmarked on Patreon. Um, and you can get the new chapters as they come out, which Bryce is really being really good about just like dumping them every week. So it's it's worth it. Nice. And it supports a independent publisher, which I'm all for as well. So, yeah. And it's really good. I mean, it's good. It's not oh, like yeah. a, a lot of indies. You kind of go, OK, well, it's going to have a good story, but maybe not well written or it's well written, but it's not a good story. This is both. This is really, yeah. really is both. Uh, so so support support them in their project. Now, I, I want to as we end, I want to jump back to the beginning, which is how a lot of good movies are, are written. Uh, but I'm going to go back to Doctor Strange, just that that subplot we talked about in, in uh, Stephen Strange, trying to discover himself in the world, essentially. Like, where, where does he fit? Where, where, where does he find his joy, his happiness? And, and, and people trying to tell him, well, you know, lure him to the dark side by saying, well, if you do this, you know, we'll give you everything you want by sending you to, to this place that has the things that you desire. And he, ne- he never takes that because I think it all comes around to the fact that, that he is content with who he is and, and where mm-hmm. he is. And, and that's something that we all need to look at and understand that we can find contentment regardless of if we have everything we want in life, we can still find contentment in, in our circumstances right now because there are people around us that love us and there are things in our life that are going for us. And, and even if you feel that they're not things will change. I mean, there's a passage in the Bible that says there's a season for everything, you know, for mourning and, and for, for happiness and for crying, but for joy and, and all these different things, because that's what life is. It, it's, it's about all of it and accepting all of it and, and getting through all of it so that we can maybe help someone else through or that someone else can help us. But if you need any help, we, we like you to know that we are here and we love to chat and to talk and just to share. Just know that you're awesome. Yeah, don't forget to be awesome. I say that a lot because you are as you are right now, uh, you are a masterpiece. So just don't forget that. And I'm just going to point out from going back to the beginning as well, that you know what? We should be loving everybody. Treating everybody with love and respect and not judging people is the best way to be. There was a quote by Keanu Reeves on the press tour for John Wick 2. And he says, I'm at the stage of my life where I keep myself out of arguments. Even if you tell me one plus one equals five, you're absolutely correct. Enjoy. <laughs> I, love I love Keanu Reeves. Keanu. But, you know, you're made to be a specific person. You're made to be unique. You need to be the person you were created to be. You don't need to be anyone else. And you don't need to try and pretend to be anybody else because you're awesome as you are. And you know what? It's not worth getting into fights. It's not worth getting into arguments. It's not worth getting into any of those things because that's just going to make you feel crappy because you get yourself worked up and angry. And what's the point in that? It doesn't help. So be unique. Be awesome. Be a peacock and a field of penguins. Amen. (laughs) Bye! The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.